0: So, Tony, what what do you do? Um, I'm a freelance graphic designer. Um, I work with clients that are from, you know, uh, small mom-and-pop shop startups to large companies. Um, I help them with their graphic, web design, marketing needs. Um, when you're working as a freelance designer, you kind of have to problem solve with issues that maybe even your own clients don't know. So they say they want a logo, but, you know, a logo could mean, well, we're not communicating properly with our customers. We're not sending the right message or there's some miscommunication. And same thing with the website. We need a new website. Well, why do you need a new website? Are you, are you not getting, are your customers not finding the right information about you? Are they having issues finding the information because your navigation's wrong? So when people say they're freelance graphic designers, it actually means that you're, you're a freelance problem solver for visual communication.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a lot of times they don't know what their problem is and your job is to come in and get them to understand what their problem is. And then of course, uh, hopefully they, they choose your solution. So on a day to day basis, let's say you start working with a new client. Like what is it like? What do, when you walk when you start your day? Like how do you structure your day? And what it'd be like to be like
0: one day in, in, you know, Tony's shoes. So my day I'll start out with emails. Like they had a client that reached out and next month they need to, uh, start with a new software updates and they want their customers to know so i start like well here's a social media strategy here's the video strategy and here's a website strategy then from there i'll develop that with them send that up to them i'll get through my emails and then i'll say okay what tasks do i have that i can get done right now and what tasks can i get down further down the road so if i have you know briefs that need to get out i'll start working on the briefs if i have you know like i have a website that i'm working on i'll knock out as much as i can before i need to get to the longer form content. And then yeah. in between then I'll start, you know, I'll do a blog post. I'll do a video. I'll do a podcast episode and get those up as well.
1: Got it. So what, what would you say Like, the, are the hardest parts of the job, the parts that, that you personally, you know, prefer that you maybe don't enjoy as most, as much as other parts?
0: Um, I would say the hardest part of any freelance job is communicating with customers. Um, it's just, it's trying to figure out a way to present it that clients will agree with you or maybe disagree with you in a way that is still pointing the project in the right direction. Um, There's a lot of times that you'll have a discussion and it may go off the rails and which could be good or bad, but you need to learn how to focus that in the right direction and make sure it's still going productively instead of just we're trying to find ideas that may be good, may be bad, and we're wasting time with iterations and versions.
1: and what about the opposite what is like your favorite part of the the job
0: everything else like the, the whole process of it uh it's just fun when you get a good client and it all works and you're all on the same page um it's just fun seeing something that you a concept go all the way to a final product
1: it. What part? How much of your day is like, how would you break up your day in terms of like, how much of it is like the creative side that maybe people will kind of glamorize when it comes to to, to being a designer versus the part where you're more administrative and you're like running the business?
0: Um, I would say it's about a 60% business administrative side and about a 40% creative. Um, it's, it's just how it is. You have to do a lot of emails. You have to do a lot of client hunting. Um, you have to do all this stuff to make sure that you have that work still coming in, or you have enough of a stream of work coming in that you can then just not worry about it. I mean, as you get further along in the design process or becoming a freelance designer, that need for hunting down clients will become less and less because you get more referrals, you'll get, you'll get bigger clients that require more work of you. So it's, When you start out, it's like almost like an 80, 20% split of administration to design.
1: Got it. So now when you you think about your experience working with clients, like from their perspective, what do they look for in a a, a freelance designer? What makes a perfect or ideal freelance designer from the client side?
0: Um, I think it depends on the client, but mainly, um, you got to bring something different to the table, um, Being someone who gets of emails of people asking for services you just don't want that boilerplate email that you send to everyone uh, most of my clients that I've gotten to that I've had to reach out to I will sit there and actually go through all their work and sit there and say well you have a strong website but you don't have strong branding and here's some things that I would suggest that could change to make it better and if you would like we go through a call and go through it all in more detail and that'll actually get my foot in the door and start uh, the communication and possibly lead to it. Um, so just be different and actually sit there and understand what your client's needs are before you actually reach out.
1: So what was your background? How did you get into this line of work? What, how did, what kind of what was education like f- for you to build the skills to become a freelance designer?
0: Uh, so I became a freelance designer by accident. Um, I started out, I first went to a vocational high school for auto body. thought that's what I was going to do. Came down to Charlotte and somehow ended up in school for graphic design. And I liked it a lot more stuck with that. Almost got kicked out, but still made it through. And then I became a in-house designer, which I still do. Um, but I freelance throughout college. It was just kind of one of those things where your teachers tell you, you need to freelance, you need to start finding clients. And I started doing that and been doing it ever since.
1: Do you feel like you would recommend uh People that want to become a designer, do they, should they go to school? Like, what's uh, what do you recommend these days for someone that's fresh and brand new, that's interested in this but has no background or skills yet to begin?
0: Uh, I'm about 50-50 on the idea of, of school. If you need to know the software and you need to know the design industry, yes, go to school. Um, but if you if you're comfortable learning YouTube tutorials and you're comfortable grinding your face off to make it, then you don't need to go to school, but you're going to have an upwards battle. Um, Some clients do ask for educational credentials, but a lot don't. So they're just basing it on your portfolio, on your body of work. So you have to have a good body of work to make it. Um, But like I said, I'm a 50-50 split on it. I personally don't believe in school right now. I think it's kind of too expensive for what it is. And if you can just exclude school, do it.
1: Got it. So you mentioned that you need to at least learn the the tools The you need to have the the right uh, kind of gear, essentially, to get started. What are the applications or tools of the trade that you recommend people really learn to master to become a freelance uh, graphic designer?
0: Um, I think, you know, you should learn as Adobe Suite, which is probably the best and only full round package out there right now. Um, You're going to be paying $50 a month. Which ain't too bad if you think about it. Uh, but there are some cheaper alternatives out there. There's some free options, not a complete package as Adobe. Uh, but the big things that you need to learn are not the software. They're more of the, you need to learn how to think in a concept way. You need to learn how to think like, okay, this is what they're talking about, but this is what they actually mean. You need to learn how to do contract work. You need how to learn how to communicate properly there's a lot of things outside of the technical aspect that you need to learn besides just the graphic design tools.
1: So are these skills that you can learn without just grinding it out in an experience? Or are there like, um, you mentioned some YouTube tutorials, are there particular resources that you recommend the audience check out in terms of books or courses or tutorials?
0: Uh, yeah, so you could learn like you could go on to Udemy pretty good or this type of stuff. Um, Skillshare is pretty good. I've Done a couple of skills skills get- Skillshare courses and learned some good stuff on there. Um, some YouTube channels I've watched are Roberto Blake's pretty good. Uh, then there's you know all the business books you're probably gonna need to read. Um, there's you know the crush it's good and crushing it is also good. Um, there's there's plenty out there. It's just you have to figure out what niche you want to go into graphic design, and then you can really hone in and focus. Like I'm okay. probably not the most tech probably not the best example as a graphic designer because I do logo design, web design, marketing, print design, I do it all. But most, you know, you should focus on I'm a healthcare designer and I specialize in web design to make it easier for you to find your clients that you're trying to look for. Or,
1: and do you do you decide that like up front to say I'm a healthcare designer or like, how do you arrive and say this is my niche?
0: I think you have to experiment a little bit to kind of figure out what you're comfortable doing, and what you're good at doing. Like when I was in school, I thought I would be good at logo design, which I'm still good at, but I really actually like layout design, which isn't the most glamorous thing to do in graphic design, but it pays the bills and it's nice to do it. Um, so that kind of, that kind of branched me out also into web design because it's not too far of a throw from it. So I think you have to experiment and figure out what you want to do. And then what customers you want to work with, that kind of comes down to, experimenting and getting your feet wet in client work.
1: Got it. Are there is there a concept like internships or
0: apprenticeships in this field? Yeah, there are internships. That's actually I got my first design job. I was an internship for a class and then it turned into that they wanted me to hire me. Um, there are apprenticeships kind of. Um, you can kind of start as an internship in an agency um, but agency work is kind of cutthroat with that industry or that side of the industry so
1: what do you usually learn like, in, in an internship? Are you doing exactly what you would do if you were like a full time employee or something different?
0: It depends on the uh, internship. Some will make you do the lowest end tier work, which is a lot of the administrative work, a lot of the cleanup work. But if you work for like an in-house for like, a company that just has a marketing program or a design program, you'll be doing day to day tasks, which i say is probably the best for you. If you go in an agency, you're going to be doing grunt work and have to work your way up the ladder to get to the good work.
1: Got it. And how do you stay up to date on the latest technology or, or methodologies in this space?
0: Um, you know, I kind of just, I kind of see what's going on with the industry, but, um, like i will watch to see what Adobe's doing to see what new technology is coming out, um, but i'm also looking outside of the whole design world to see what's going out business wise like i'm trying to keep an eye on what's going on with augmented reality and virtual reality to see how are those going to cross divide with uh, graphic design to see where i can fit that if it ever becomes fully mainstream so you kind of have to look at the bleeding edge of the rest of the world and the design world um, but i usually don't keep up with like design trends overall just because Next year they'll be outdated or maybe they'll stay around forever. So
1: when it comes to your design portfolio, what are some things that you recommend all freelance designers have on their portfolio?
0: Um, I think one thing all designers should have is not to just showcase their work, but also tell the story of their work. So explain what the client is. Why did the client need this? Uh, how did you service their needs? and if possible what are the results of that project you know if you're doing a website project they needed um they were looking for x amount of traffic and we achieved it by increasing the homepage to justify more needs and we got x amount of results
1: so rather than just talking about like the, um, the aesthetics or anything that you want to talk about, like what business problem you are actually solving with your skills.
0: Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, that's what you're helping. You're helping the marketing teams solve problems and get results.
1: And is there a place where most designers are that you recommend designers? Like how do they host this portfolio? Where should they be putting it?
0: Um, I always suggest that you should host your own website. Um, like I host mine for maybe $200 a month. Or two hundred dollars a year, sorry, um, but you know not everyone has that ability, and not everyone's comfortable with that. Uh, Behance is pretty good. Uh, Adobe has their own portfolio platform, which is free if you have Creative Cloud. Um, you could do a Wix or Squarespace Squarespace website, which are free also. So there's plenty of options, but I always recommend doing a WordPress website or Squarespace or Wix, just because if you decide that you want to have more than a portfolio you have that option now to build a full website on top of it
1: got it and based on what you've seen so far like what what has been like the most impressive thing you've seen uh, on a resume like what if what is something that you feel like if you someone included in their portfolio you, they would instantly at least be on a short list of candidates
0: i think the most interesting thing i saw someone actually send into me was they send their their resume their portfolio link but they also had a link that personally address the person that they were sending the email to and giving them a little introduction of how they found your company, why they think they'd be a great fit. And it was just something outside the box that made them stand out a little bit more.
1: And what about the other end? What is something that you recommend that or that you see in, in portfolios that you recommend people just, you know, cut it cut it out and not include in it?
0: Physical portfolios. Um, they are just they're not used anymore. I know I think last time I heard the school I graduated out of is still making students use physical portfolios, um, but they're just not needed anymore. People aren't asking to send them in and then mail them back out. It's just, it's not that type of age anymore. So digital only PDF, you know, website, whatever you feel like you need to have.
1: And you, you mentioned, uh, previously that you spend a lot of time, a lot of your day on like on marketing around right? on blog posts on, on podcasting, how does that kind of tie into your, your, your portfolio, I guess, in, in terms of making you the ideal candidate for someone to go after if they're looking for a, a designer.
0: So it kind of helps me by, you know, it's, it's almost a way for for my clients to get justification that I know what I'm talking about. So I had a client, they said, well, we understand that you're a good logo designer, but does that really, or do you really know what you're talking about? I said, yeah, well, here's a video that has almost 900 views of me talking about logo design trends. And there you go. And it also helps give justification that, you know, the design community is really small and we're competitors of each other, but we're not really competitors of each other. We kind of help each other. We kind of build each other up. So one designer will give might have a client come in and say, hey, you know, I'm not a good fit for you, but this guy over here is a great fit for you. So building that community of designers, helping them out, helping them give advice also helps give referrals to me as well.
1: Got it. So you, you mentioned in your scenario, like you had a, a video in your back pocket when someone is once some justification for, for hiring you for your skill set but how did you start to decide like, hey, I want to create this specific piece of content? Like, how do you think about what you should be spending your time creating content wise?
0: Um, there's a couple ways I do it. One way is I just do it and see if it works. Um, the other way is, you know, I do a bunch of SEO terms. Um, like I'll have uh, every year, I'll do a new one for an affiliate blog post that's about best graphic design laptop, best laptop, best Wacom tablet, all that stuff. Just because I know those will do good on SEO. And I know that there's a select group of ones that I know that every year I have to do could still help designers coming up. And I know there's a select group that I have to do because I know these will work good with clients that are potentially looking. Like every year I'll do, how do you find a good graphic designer in 2018 or 2019? And I'll update it and refresh it. And there's just certain things that you know that work. And then there's certain things that, you know, work SEO-wise. And then there's certain things that you just want to try to see if they even work. And that category is where people get a little bit scared of trying.
1: What are some of the salary ranges that you've seen for someone that is a freelance
0: designer? Uh, salary, it depends on, you know, location. Um, I've seen it range between starting around 20 k 30 k and maybe 40 k and then going up from there. Um, the ceiling usually hits around like 70K, and then you have to start getting into art director, creative director, and get into the director roles after that.
1: Uh, so, if you are working as a designer already, whether it's uh, at a, a corporate gig or as a freelancer, what are some things that you see either yourself or others that in your space start looking towards to earn extra income as a designer?
0: Uh, there's a couple things you can do. Uh, you can make one thing a lot of designers do is they'll make brushes for Photoshop and other things, and they'll sell them. Um I forget the guy's name. I can't remember the guy's name anytime I try to think of it, but he recently just sold all his brushes or his company got acquired by Adobe, and now all his brushes are the default Adobe brushes. They're some of the best in the industry. Um, there's also you know YouTube. you can do blog posts with affiliates and get Amazon affiliate links. Uh, one thing a lot of people are starting to try more, but still aren't trying enough is live streaming. You can do Twitch, Mixer, all these other platforms. And some of them have partner programs where you'll get X amount of dollars. When people subscribe, you'll get ad revenue, all this stuff. And it's something that I think designers should check out more and start doing more.
1: So. I like their live streaming. So they're live streaming like tutorials or are them creating uh, designs or what are they, what do you, what do you've seen people doing?
0: Um, you know, if you go on Twitch, there's a whole creative directory. And it can range from people painting to designing programming. Um, and they'll just sit there and work and communicate with the chat and have a build a community while they're working on this stuff. And there's a good chunk of creative streamers that are partnered now. So,
1: Cool. And do you need like a business license to you start freelances on? Like what's the legal kind of documents or things you get in place to begin down this path?
0: You don't, but you should um, just because of, Legality if anything happens, you should at least have an LLC just so if anything goes wrong terribly wrong Not you're not gonna lose everything. You're just gonna lose whatever the business has Um, you just have to kind of keep your money straight and then You have to think of yourself as a contractor at that point, which means tax-wise You only keep 40% of whatever you make so Those are kind of things you have to think about but you should at least have an LLC Um, You don't need to have a business license, but I'd recommend that.
1: Awesome. So you mentioned uh, the brushes. I think that's an awesome story of someone spending time building these brushes and then up getting it acquired by Adobe. Any other kind of projects that you've seen that, uh, that other designers, uh, build, like products specifically that they'll be able to build and move more towards a product, I guess, based business rather than like service-based.
0: Yeah. Um, you can do, uh, you can do eBooks, people have been popular with eBooks. You can do either like a technical eBook, like how to become a graphic designer, or you can do like an art book um you can also do uh like an online store like i have a red bubble store where people can buy some of the designs i've done um, then there's one lady she did a she got pretty famous for doing stickers on facebook which i'm not 100 sure like of the api needs and all that stuff of doing it but facebook does have an open platform to make stickers and if people buy your sticker pack you get x amount of back so there's there's a wide range of things and it's only becoming more and more now that designers can make more money instead of just their services.
1: Now, if you had to give advice to someone out there that's starting from scratch, starting from zero, they're maybe working a day job that they don't like, and they're trying to do this on nights and weekends, like how would you recommend someone spend their nights and weekends to begin down this path of learning how to become a designer and then eventually building a business
0: from it? Um, I would say, learn, find as many tutorials as you can out there. And then from there also. If you can find someone who is a close relative or a friend that is in this industry, learn as much from them as you can and maybe even shadow if you can. Um, And then outside of that, just start and keep doing it until you either realize that it's not what you want to do, you're you're not made for it, or that you can do this and you just have to figure out the time then to do it.
1: Awesome. So thank you so much for your time, Tony. Where can the audience go to check out more of your
0: stuff and follow along with what you're doing? Um, You can visit my website at innergeekdesigns.com, and then you can find me pretty much at every social media at innergeekdesigns.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Tony.